BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio, the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong. Jack, you back, Jack. And Joe Getty. Joey, baby. Things are getting weird. They're getting weird fast. I'm strong and Getty. But I know this. They're loco. And everyone knows it. But the dramatics could come down just a little bit. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. A couple of things on the economy from uh, Mark Halperin's newsletter today where he writes, nobody knows nothing on this. He said, I've been covering how the macro economy is likely to impact elections for my whole career, which is many decades. I've never seen so little consensus on what is happening and what is most likely to happen next. I find that a frightening statement. Rings true. Well, it's absolutely true, but it's also frightening. I almost dropped a fake F-bomb there. So we still have the swear jar around? Remember, I'm going to stop swearing in a dollar in the swear jar every time I say one of those fake curses. Right. right. Uh, you didn't, though. You held yeah. back. See? You're already learning. Yep. I'm, I'm, already yeah, getting be- <laughs> I'm already getting better. It's the official um, swear jar sound. Mentions the old joke. Only two people understand how international economics works, and unfortunately, they disagree. Um, But the Wall Street Journal out with this story. The hiring boom obscures what looks like a contradictory economic trend. Employees are working fewer hours. The average number of hours worked a week by private sector employees declined to 34.3 in May, below the 2019 average and down from the peak in January 21. 
This could be ominous, says the Wall Street Journal. With growth slowing and by one measure negative, some employers might be responding by cutting hours, perhaps in preparation for a recession. In the past, reducing work hours has been a reliable harbinger of a wave of layoffs, says a senior U.S. economist at some organization that they quote in the Wall Street Journal. There's one of those numbers that I've never thought about or looked at, but they're saying it's been reliable in the past. Employees and we have something like 10 million unfilled jobs? Yeah. Let's, let's see uh, again. Well, back to Halpern's original point. Yeah. What does that mean? Employers are reducing hours, which is a harbinger of layoffs to come. Oh, and they have 10 million unfilled jobs and are desperate for people. Right. What the heck? I don't know. So we'll God, hold- God save the queen, man. <laughs> God save the queen, man. So I mentioned there's some polling, a number of polls that have come out that are all polls post-indictment, wondering what effect that had, and it would seem that it had no effect. If anything, it's starting to go the other direction, according to Jonathan Turley, as he writes about the Harvard-Harris poll that came out over the weekend, in which 55% of the public view the Trump indictment as politically motivated. That's overall... 56% believe it constitutes election interference. That's the overall number, is over the majority. Wow. And I'll uh, skip to, uh, I could get into the numbers, but uh, what's the point? I'll skip to this paragraph because I think it's really good. It's an indictment of the media. After years of advocacy journalism and biased reporting, the public now tunes out the media. This is a strong indictment with troubling allegations and evidence, yet it does not matter because the media long ago lost much of the country with one-sided, unrelenting coverage. That is so absolutely true. That might be the least appreciated major story going on in America because the media, (laughs) the mainstream media obviously doesn't know that. The, the right, majority, who's going to report on it? <laughs> yeah, the majority of the mainstream media doesn't realize they've lost the room, as uh, as uh, Jonathan Turley writes. They've lost the room. I don't watch the news. Well, when you've been lied to repeatedly yes. by the same person or people, what's your reaction in real life? How about a little disdain, dislike, ignoring them, actively actively looking for reasons to contradict what they say? By his own measure, Garland, the current current attorney general, has failed to restore the credibility and trust in the Justice Department. It now is worse than when his predecessor, Bill Barr, was in office based on the polling. So it's going the other direction, people's trust. But yes, this is why. And of course, you're not going to hear it from the Washington Post or ABC This Week or whatever, because they did it and they're still doing it. You've lost at least half the country that tunes out whatever you say. So... I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what we do with that going forward. I don't know how we have a conversation or vote or what happens. Oh, and then the other part of that that kind of fits in is Jonathan Carl on ABC this week yesterday being aghast at a poll that showed Donald Trump within the margin of error of beating Joe Biden post indictment and him hmm. just like this. What I hubba hubba hubba. Well, it's all the stuff we just said there. Look, you lost the room a long time ago. Right. You don't get it. We know. That's why nobody listens to you anymore. That, that's why nobody believes you anymore. And that's why that uh, that quote from Chuck Todd was so just rancidly, sickeningly, smugly hilarious. Rancid's a good I've word. Really, 
I've really enjoyed explaining America to Washington and explaining Washington to America. Oh, yeah, you're explaining us to Washington. Thanks, Chuck. You, you beltway weasel. And, and so, yeah, I'm not surprised. Jonathan Carl, who I think very highly yep. of as a reporter, um, is still part of that world. Politico yesterday rounded up the latest post-indictment polling and found that Trump is steady or up in polls, if you look at them all. And DeSantis has had no post-announcement bump, to say the least, says Politico. So if you wondered what, what effect that had, really none. If it had any, Trump is bigger than he was before. So there you go. So to lean on a couple of cliches, it is Monday after all, and you know, it takes a while to get up to speed. Um, number one, allegedly there's finally a wolf in the media that's been crying wolf over and over and over, has no idea why people are rolling their eyes and going about their business. Right. And uh, cliche number two, and, and this has long been a, a part of the Trump vote that I think is, is showing itself now. It's the whole enemy of my enemy is my friend. Absolutely. Maybe people have a tough time taking Trump for all the obvious reasons. But screw but you, people. But he's the one out front, uh, you know, swinging with both fists against the lefty media and the woke crowd. By screw you, people, I didn't mean the people who are Joe was just talking about. I mean you, the media, lying to us all these years and your your how things should be and we should be. Screw you. I'll do whatever yeah. I want. Pig butchering schemes. Where does that name come from? It's the idea of uh, they fatten you up. Some fraudster fattens you up like you would a pig before they butcher you by taking your money. Interesting. And um, it's common online. We've talked about this thing, this sort of stuff before. But this is a divorced uh, woman who was um, feeling lonely at the time and went online dating and met a nice guy who convinced her that she should get into cryptocurrency. And uh, the particular website for cryptocurrency that he was pushing her toward was his own website and took all $100,000 out of her 401k savings. But it unfolded over months. And that's where it is a pig butchering scheme. The only problem I have with being alerted to this is this is like a, hey, don't just think it's like fly by one time quickie ways you can be frauded. Some of the people that you count on the most might be just fattening you up to, to rob you. So be suspect of everyone, I guess. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Well, so the fattening up would seem to imply that the guy at least told her, hey, you just made $5,000 or actually like put $5,000 into her account or something like that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's just you get deeper and deeper as they get fatter and fatter before they butcher you and then eat your delicious bacon, i.e. Wow. take your money. Yeah. Wow. Scammers, scammers everywhere. Yeah, it's amazing how many of them are around online dating. Yes. Yes. Well, they're, they're, the, the, the lure is something human beings want very, very much. Love. Or sex. And, or right, exactly, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, people are desperate for that. And boy, if you're desperate and going into a negotiation, and and all that stuff is a negotiation. Um, that's no way to to uh, sit down at the table. And I you hope know, Anthony Blinken remembers that in China. You know what? And the the the, the lesson here has always been this is this is the key thing, and it's as hard for me as it is for anyone else because you don't want this to be reality. But if somebody hotter than has ever been interested in you in your life is all of a sudden interested in you. Yeah, as much as we want to think, you know, I have been working out or whatever. Or these, I, I am charming and, and amusing. I do look good in this shirt or whatever. 
Um, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta wonder, ah, this is not the league I've played in all my life. What's going on? You have to. I mean, I don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. Nobody wants to do it. You want to think, finally, my ship has come in. I got lucky. Somebody who's super hot is into me. But, um, yeah, it's just, just, yeah, that's the warning sign. You don't want to end up being a pig butchered or whatever the heck that thing is. Exactly. Hawk slaughtered or, I don't know. (laughs) Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show. I uh, did get some texts from people who've been ghosted, as that has become the number one way to break up with people. Apparently, yeah. disgusting. That is that is something that's shocking. I actually kind of did that once a long time ago, and wow. I've been ashamed of it for. 40 years pre like cell phone and texting and stuff like that so what was the pre cell phone version of ghosting uh now i'd, I'd have to, to to examine my my meager memory uh not returning calls uh-huh. i guess um and then and you know not showing up to the places you used to run into each other all the oh, time right just kind of disappearing how long had you been together not a long time. Like weeks? There was, uh, the other party was 100% convinced something was going on. Right. That we had connected. Yeah, that's, uh, that's always really rough if, if you got that whole something is happening here, all that stuff going on in your brain and you assume it's the other person is too and they're not. Or vice versa, because I've been on both ends of it. It's tough on both ends. One end is tougher though. I will ignore that. <laughs> well, since we brought it up, I'll, I'll mention it now. Uh, okay. Some of the texts we got. Um, I had a 50-year-old woman ghost me years ago. She must have been a trailblazer. So it's not just young people. <laughs> Ghosting is not just among the young people, said this person. I dated a woman for about three months who was 40. Professional career, very successful. Just didn't text me back anymore with no explanation. No answers down the road. No, no, this isn't working out or anything. Just disappeared. So, 40-year-old successful person. Well, you know, if that's the way people are doing it now, it seems odd to me. I get ghosted very frequently. I think it's a result of, yeah, there's nothing wrong with this person, and I don't want to be mean to them, but I just don't want to deal with telling them I'm not into you. So, you just don't text them back. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It's hard, and sometimes it's hard because you're being asked to provide something you can't, which is a complete point-by-point explanation of why you're no longer interested and a uh, refutation of any of their offers to change. Well, yeah, that's one of the things you realize with age, um, but man, it's tough. Is there, there, there's, there's not a reason. Just, they're just not India, or you're not into them. That's one of the best, simplest pieces of wisdom to emerge in pop culture in the last 50 years. The notion that they're just not that into you. Yeah, it's not a complicated trying to figure it out. Yeah, I I like the notion that some people sense in ways that we can't possibly imagine how it works exactly anthropologically. They sense a good genetic matchup or they sense through a thousand clues our emotional makeup will work together. And, you know, under the best circumstances, you're right. Or you might be half right or whatever. But And if you have that deep primal recognition that, no, this is not right, this does not match, you don't need to go through the rest of it. 
Well, you is, know, it'd be nice if you could go like twenty three and Me and get a report that says, hey, right. "No, these two people do not match up." Right. Um, so, is the discomfort of ghosting someone less than if you send them a text and saying, "You know, I really like you, and we've been having a really good time, but I'm just not getting those feelings for you, and I think I'm gonna, you know, go back into the dating world." Good luck to you. At least you don't have to worry about running into them at the grocery store or something if you did that. Boy, that's a very well put uh, little text. Ah, oh, God dang it. But so you mentioned um, young people ghost jobs now. They just mm, stop showing yeah. up. We got this from someone who's been applying to, for jobs for years and says, used to be if you applied for a job or like you were, you know, you actually interviewed, you're in the running for a job, they'd let you know. Now people just don't let you, don't, just don't hear from them. Wow, so you're ghosted by your would-be employer. How long are you supposed to wait on a ghost? A couple days, you get the message that you're, they're no longer interested in you? Because You, don't you want could to be... explain a couple of days. Beyond that. Right, something fell. So they're, they're trapped under something heavy. They could be. <laughs> exactly, they've been abducted. Something <laughs> like that. Sure. Although, when we got the... Uh, got this job this show 25 years ago um the the boss guy who we ended up working with for years and still have a, a very nice relationship with he said uh, what did he say i'll call you back in an hour i'll call you right back yeah he got interrupted or something i'll call you right back and then he just did it was like three days <laughs> and we we're like well okay that ain't happening then he calls three days later so anyway like we were talking about uh <laughs> so i don't know i don't know yeah, got a woman here uh, who's now in a long-term relationship, says she ghosted many people in the past, feels really guilty about it. Yeah, well, you probably should. Well, uh, particularly when you brought up the uh, employment thing, that that uh, jobs are doing that and the employees are doing that, it's the rise of cowardice and the decline of courtesy. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. And you can okay boomer me if you want. But the one time I ghosted somebody, pure cowardice. <laughs> No single mitigating explanation exists. Cowardice was the explanation. Right. Moving along. Okay, Boomer. Just, it's, 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 you know, so here's the deal. You're going to hurt their feelings by ghosting them. So being scared of hurting their feelings should be off the table because you're hurting their feelings by ghosting them, right? So go ahead and make it a little less painful by saying, I've decided to, you know, try my hand at dating again. Good luck in your future endeavors or whatever you want to say, but that's I'm just hard not hard to do. Right, right. Well, yeah, but it's harder than just not doing anything. Well, so I remember doing this For story. For that person. So it's cowardice. I remember doing this story a couple of years ago, and the idea of breaking up by text seems so horrific. We're now just in this little scenario accepting breaking up by oh text as being perfectly okay. We're advocating that as the decent thing to do. But How quickly have things slipped? Right, but it's better than ghosting. Wow. And soon ghosting is better than killing their cat. And <laughs> I don't, where does this go next? I have one more text. Hey, Jack, maybe you've been ghosted a lot because you're an obnoxious clown. <laughs> Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and 
producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio, the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong, Jack, you back, Jack. and Joe Getty. Joey, baby! Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. Armstrong and Getty. But I know this. They're loco. Everyone knows it. But the dramatics could come down just a little bit. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. We always introduce uh, the beginning of the show with an honorary general manager. And this morning I went with the United States military uh, for a handful of reasons, one of which is is quite top of mind for me. But uh, some of the supporting evidence, just scanning some of the headlines, U.S. and 12 allies this weekend began a military exercise involving a record setting 30,000 troops in Australia. Combined 30,000, part of a broader effort to prepare for and deter a Chinese attack on Taiwan, among other things. And you said that was a that's a record? That's the most we were... Oh, you said? Uh, yeah, that's it's the combined troops of twelve allies, yeah. including the United States. Wow! But but yeah, thirty thousand doing exercises in Australia, sending a message. Iran has reportedly detained a fourth American citizen. Uh, you've got uh, instability in Israel, which we haven't talked about that much, but it's really pretty interesting. South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff said North Korea fired several cruise missiles into the Yellow Sea west of the Korean Peninsula, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, you may have seen that 3,000 U.S. military reservists uh, are on standby. They could be getting the drop-everything call soon after the president authorized additional mobilizations to Eastern Europe earlier this month. 
Uh, interestingly, some anti-supporting Ukraine uh, factions among Americans are pointing out that this is clearly escalating toward World War with Russia. I think that's ridiculous. Um, but they pointed out in the dispatch, and I just thought this was interesting in itself. I'm not trying to make any particular argument, but uh, the 3,000 is a small fraction of the U.S. is roughly 800,000 reserve troops which is distinct from the military's more than 1.3 million active-duty personnel. Uh, If you're curious about how many uh, men and women we have under arms these days, it's a little over 2 million. So the reason all of this was uh, especially top of mind for me is I had uh, quite the amazing weekend of of travel and uh, family visiting and and ceremonies. As uh, longtime listeners have heard me mention many, many times through the entire history of the show, or darn near it, that my brother is an active-duty naval officer. And um, and he retired, essentially. His retirement ceremony and change of command ceremony was this weekend. And it was one of the most uh, amazing, moving things I've ever seen. Um, I'll try to get through this without blubbering. I'll probably be unsuccessful. Um, but I'll skip to the punchline. Both the ceremony and then the reception afterward, then the party at his house. And I was talking to a bunch of his contemporary uh, officers, retired and active duty. And the amount of sheer brilliance, training, expertise, dedication, patriotism among these guys is awe-inspiring. I mean, the idea that the military is for people who can't find other no, jobs right. or whatever idiotic cliche you've had. Spend 10 minutes with these guys. Stand humbled and awed by what unbelievable humans they are. And I left out disciplined uh, among my descriptions. And it's just so incredibly impressive. Um, but anyway, so the, the retirement ceremony, and each branch has its own retirement ceremonies, and they each have their own uh, greatness, I'm sure. Uh, but the Navy's is, is so cool. They, you know, there are speeches given, and, and the keynote speech was actually delivered by the chief of boat of uh, one of the uh, subs, actually the sub my brother commanded um, for several years. Uh, who is the senior enlisted guy talking about my brother and his leadership style. And it was it was very, mm. very cool. And I was very, very proud of him. Um, some of the stories, because he's too humble to tell them himself. Uh, I mean, he'll make reference to some of the things that happened. But to hear it from another perspective was, was, was pretty cool. Um, but after 29 and a half years of, of serving the country, he's now, he's still active duty, um, cause he had some leave accumulated. Uh, but he said, no, essentially other than picking up the phone or helping out, if somebody has a question, he said, no, I'm, I'm pretty much done. Although he said, we go to war with China. <laughs> All bets are off. Oh, really? Back in uniform. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. But I thought I would read this to you. Um, and this was incredibly moving. This is the, uh, the poem essentially that they read at the end um and they they change it depending on your years of service but here's the way it went for 29 years this sailor has stood the watch while some of us were in our bunks at night this sailor stood the watch while some of us were in school learning our trade this shipmate stood the watch yes even before some of us were born into this world this shipmate stood the watch in those years when the storm clouds of war were seen brewing on the horizon of history this shipmate stood the watch 
Many times he would cast an eye ashore and see his family standing there, needing his guidance and help, needing that hand to hold during those hard times, but he still stood the watch. He stood the watch for 29 years. He stood the watch so that we, our families, and our fellow countrymen could sleep soundly in safety each and every night, knowing that a sailor stood the watch. <clears throat> Today, we are here to say, shipmate, the watch stands relieved. Relieved by those you have trained, guided, and led. Shipmate, you stand relieved. We have the watch. Um, and then they blow the pipe and ring the bell, and, and off he goes. It's really quite amazing. Um, and then you see these kids who he's training, and, and then in the little slideshow uh, of, of his career, you see that he looked like a kid mm. when he started. And these youngsters are built into these amazing people through the traditions of the United States military. And to, you can almost not express how incredibly important that excellence is without resorting to cliches that everybody claims they understand. About, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, our, our military that preserves our freedom and protects us from, from those who would end it and that sort of thing. But when you see the beginning, middle, and end of that process, you, you understand these are not people who merely do a job. They dedicate their lives to a purpose. And, uh, and it's just, it's, it's really, really cool. And not, uh, an academic exercise either. As, like, I'm watching the news up there, China warplanes flying over where we've got those exercises going on. You know, it's, 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 it's for real, the preparing for that stuff. Well, and, and the military is not a, a, a laboratory for social experiments either. You know, they can try stuff, absolutely, that's fine. But to have anybody other than those in charge of military preparedness uh, deciding what the military should do, is uh is it's folly it's suicidal honestly and the one uh, one final note maybe in talking to a lot of these guys uh is that if you've ever heard of the uh the cases where there's some weapon system or boat or whatever that the military says we don't need this boat we don't want this boat this boat doesn't work but the congressman from the district where the boat is made insisting on we keep spending billions of dollars on this boat that stuff happens a lot and it sucks mm. and it's awful Oh, and one more thought. I'm sorry. My, my closing thought was intended to be the following. Um, and, and this was reflected so clearly in, um, you know, the, the address my brother gave and then the address of the gent who is assuming his command um, and, and a couple of other people. I think it's safe to say every single member of the United States military, all the branches, their families are serving with them. Oh, yeah. The spouses, the children, the moms, the dads, the brothers, the sisters. No doubt the about family that. Family sacrifices, the family worries that that a part of the, uh, you know, the traditional uh, the watch, as it's called. That uh, many times he would cast an eye ashore and see his family standing there needing him, essentially. But still, he stood the watch. That is true. And you know, if you appreciate our military, by God, appreciate our military families. Yeah, yeah, whether it's you're moving around a lot and pulling kids out of school and that sort of thing, or if you're in an active uh, war zone, as so many have been over the last 20 years, just, you know, tours of duty where you're gone, gone for months at a time. Dad is gone, or mom. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah.
That's an excellent point there. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Guys, so I'm at Goodwill the other day, and I see this really cool Star Wars book, and I open it up. Guess what I found? Not money. I found a diploma, so I went on Instagram to find this guy, Jacob Calabrese, and he went to the school. So I said, hey, I got your diploma. He said, if you could send it with the thing, I'll memo you. Thank you. So I was like, cool. So I requested $69 as a joke. I thought it was hilarious and then he actually sent it so i, I got to actually put stuff in this package that's worth up to kind of 65 dollars. so i put a keychain i put a figure hey i hope you like chili's got your chili's gift card as well and then i put it on a freaking box and i went down to the mailbox and then three days later he got it and now we're best friends isn't that insane <laughs> <laughs> oh man there's so much to like in that clip isn't that insane? <laughs> the guy's style as a narrator is hilarious. I think he might be high. I uh, I requested $69 because I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> but then he hits it off with this guy. They become buds. That's sweet. 
I, that's probably where my high school and or college diploma and kids' birth certificates and a variety of things are in between the pages of some book. I don't know. <laughs> a Star Wars book in some used bookstore. Uh, I hope not. So a couple of pieces of editorial writing have appeared in the New York Times, and I guess both of them today, uh, that are extraordinary in their way. Uh, the first one is entitled What We Lose to Shoplifting by Pamela Paul. Um, whose work I'm not really familiar with. Um, and this, uh, this piece is interesting because every word she writes is absolutely true. She's talking about the explosion of shoplifting in America's blue cities. And she mentions that, you know, in a drugstore, few shopping experiences are more intimate than a visit to the pharmacy. The contents of your basket may disclose waxy ears, hemorrhoids, insomnia, constipation, a messy rash. Need some magnum condoms. Yeah, right. A pimply, well, a pimply boy has to hail an employee to free his benzoyl peroxide. 14-year-old girl needs to be watched as she selects a tampon that suits her cycle, etc., etc. Even for adults, it's hard not to be self-conscious, etc. They're locking up my toothpaste. And she talks about the sad atmosphere of surveillance during one of her recent visits to San Francisco. Uh, You can imagine the the rest. Everything's locked up. She says, I felt like an imposition on the pharmacy's meager staff. uh, Walking down the aisle, pressing a series of buttons. After a string of these requests, I left before securing everything I'd planned to buy. The whole experience felt bad. I was sorry for the shopkeeper. Sorry for the employees. Sorry for being there. Sorry for not buying enough. Uh, no impulse purchases, obviously. <clears throat> oh, and, right. Wow. Yeah. How how much do they lose on that? Never even thought about that. You can't just grab some. No, oh, I could use that. Nah, I got to go find somebody again and get the key. No, I'm not going to do that. Then she goes into the undeniable quality of life impact from the real or perceived increase in shoplift. It's not perceived, baby. It's real. It's felt by shoppers, store employees, security personnel, store owners, communities. It's a very well-written, very complete description of why we don't want more crime. And I read this and thought, you know, those of us who aren't New York Times editorial writers, uh, you don't need to explain to us why we don't want more crime, because we already didn't want more crime. Yes, you made a persuasive argument there in the newspaper for why crime is bad. I was already laws and enforcing them. Hmm. I was already convinced. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, you know, I'm not here to mock the lady. Um, everything she writes is correct in it, and and it's a pretty good laying out of the case against allowing rampant crime to ruin our communities. Yeah, I think she worked too hard. I mean, it doesn't need to be. I have embarrassing things in my cart. If I'm at the convenience store and I'm buying things I'm not embarrassed about at all, it's still not good to have people come in and steal from you. Yeah, it's interesting that she feels like she has to kind of build a case for something that is self-evident to most of the world. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, we're giving away civilization. To that end, uh, Chris Rufo uh, tweeted this. This is a news account from Seattle. Um Click on this so it opens up. Multiple explosive devices likely connected to an ongoing drug turf war were the cause of multiple explosions and a massive fire in a homeless encampment outside Harborview Medical Center in Seattle. 
Uh, putting the hospital at risk as passersby reported debris impacting the building. According to the police report obtained by the Post Millennial, at the encampment located between I-5 and the hospital in downtown Seattle, I can picture it, the explosion was a targeted attack on a fentanyl tent where 20 customers were inside using drugs. Survivors told investigators that the former leader of the encampment, named Coconut, had recently been replaced and as a result had come back with a firearm and shot at both the old smoking tent and the new smoking tent and held the people outside the tents at gunpoint, robbing them of everything. According to court filings, Coconut is connected to drug trafficking operations in the area, as was described and was re- described in the report. Pacific Islander, Asian, male in his 50s, wearing cornrow-style braids, etc. It doesn't matter. He was identified as Michael Bonito Poasa and is associated with a short white female with tan skin with the alias Monkey, who has been identified as 39-year-old Michelle Desiree Alohosen. So you have... This was Monkey. <clears throat> so you have Coconut and Monkey... Throwing IEDs into tents and shooting people over drug turf in Seattle in their junkie camp. And the rest of us are just supposed to say, well, housing costs are high. (laughs) We're giving away our civilization. The more I think about it, the more ridiculous it is that somebody penned a complicated article in the New York Times to argue why crime is bad. You had to get into, you know, often at the drugstore, you're buying things that are private. What are you talking about? You can't allow people to steal. Do you see how in San Francisco they had to shut down all the Walgreens? No, they don't have them. So people who live there can't even go to uh, can't even go to a drugstore. That's a problem enough, isn't it? Thanks for pointing out that the uh, employees don't like bumping up against criminals in the middle of committing crimes because it's dangerous and scary. But I knew that already. I didn't need you to tell me. That's hilarious. Well, what's what's hilarious and troubling is that the readers of the New York Times needed somebody to tell them. So much of our media, the people, everything is theoretical for them because they don't live in the real world. So it's all theoretical. Yeah, and what's really interesting about that that point of view, that that philosophy that so many of them have, is they believe in a weird set of rights, but not like the classic ones. They're more than happy to shut down your freedom of speech, for instance. So they're not big fans of rights, and they're outright hostile to responsibilities. If a junkie wants to park in the camp, poop, you know, shoot people, uh, drop needles commit crimes over and over again, rampant shoplifting, Mexican cartels see the profit, they move in. Nobody can ever be asked to act like a responsible citizen because that's asking too much. How dare we? It's a weird... Maybe that's the main difference between people of our philosophy and people of theirs. We believe in broad natural rights and non-negotiable responsibilities. We will give you oodles of freedom, but if you act the fool, if you break laws, you get punished. That's the deal. That's the bargain. And that's a wonderful bargain. I'll take it. I saw the video in one of the newses I watched yesterday of a robbery in the Glendale area. Some upscale shopping that I've been to many times. The Glendale Mall is really nice. And then upscale shopping around there. And Man, it was like a minute long. And all these people just showed up, ran in, robbed people blind, and took off. 
thousands and thousands of dollars worth of merchandise without fear of any repercussion. Like I said, yeah, we'll give you freedom, but there are repercussions. And if you abuse the freedom and our jails are full, we will build more jails. That that doesn't trouble me. That's the bargain. But on the other side of the aisle, they're, they're emptying the jails and decriminalizing crime because too many people screwed up. It's wild. Quick question for you. What if you happen to miss this unbelievable radio program? The answer is easy, friends. Just download our podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. It's the podcast version of the broadcast show, available anytime, any day, every single podcast platform known to man. Download it now, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. 